plays. Ay, ay, Blaze review. Ay, yeah, that's hot, that's heat, that's hot, that's heat. Gonna pull up a seat. It's some hot stuff coming your way. Ay, fam, what you got to say? Blaze review. Ay, Blaze, Blaze. Ay, ay, Blaze review. So this is episode two of the Blaze Cast with ABC6, Fox 28. Uh, today, actually, you're, so I will tell you, you're one of my favorite people to talk to. I always come in and talk to you before work. Yeah, Caroline Cohen. So Caroline, um, just kind of start by telling the people who you are, what you do. I think personally, you're, you're amazing at everything you do. But for the other people, go ahead and share with them what you do. Well, first and foremost, thank you. Back at you. I love our conversations now that you're team weekend nights and we actually get to hang out more. Right. Um, but thank you for having me. I always tell you how you are just such a go-getter and it inspires me to like not waste a minute of my downtime because you are always moving. I appreciate it. So I'm trying to be more like you in that aspect. But uh, currently, yeah, right now at the station, I've been here. It'll be two years in October. It's my third TV market. I was in Toledo before this. And like a month after college, I moved out to Grand Junction, Colorado, a very, very small town. Because I had always lived in Illinois. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I went to school at the University of Illinois. And so I really wanted to, I had that urge, you know, like, I'm going to go somewhere new. And Colorado was awesome. I thought this is such a cool place. And it quickly made me realize while traveling, I love to travel. It's awesome. I did miss the Midwest and being near friends and family. And so Ohio was a good change um, from that. But I did love my journey there and it taught me a lot. But pretty much now I came in to do weekend weather and general assignment reporting a few days a week. And sometimes now I fill in for traffic. I really do whatever they need me to do. I think initially it started as like my general assignment reporting days were going to be weather related or nature and things of that sort. But um, I did initially go to school for broadcast journalism and started as just a general assignment reporter. So I'm able to pretty much take on whatever they give me, but I do often get the more lighthearted, happy-go-lucky stories, which I'm completely fine with. But I try to do anything they need. The main reason to come here was for the weather, because the meteorology track is the one I would eventually like to be on full-time. There you go. And it's actually funny, too, because I talked to Sierra on the last one we did, and I asked her kind of, I said, how do you go from talking about like super sad stories to like super happy things? Like, How do you go back and forth between that? So that's one of the things I'm interested, you know, in all the things you do is how do you go from like traffic to weather to like you're at the Ohio State Fair? Like, how do you balance doing all the things? And like, what would be your favorite one to do? I love weather. Okay. Um, that's where my passion led me. And I would love to be a full time meteorologist someday. But for now, it is kind of nice to have this outlet where I'm not always in studio and I'm not always doing weather because while that's awesome, I still do love getting to go to the fair and it is pretty cool to get to fill in for traffic. I'm still at this point, I'm about five, a little more than five years into my career, which is pretty early on compared to a lot of, you know, longtime anchors and whatnot. But I'm still at this point where everything really excites me and I hope I never lose that. It definitely doesn't in weather because every day the weather changes, you know, tornadoes versus a day like today. But so for now, I just try and even on the days I'm overwhelmed, I always try to keep myself grounded and remind myself that I came into this industry because I'm not a person who could sit still. I'm not a person who likes 
repetitive actions day after day. So whenever I feel that like overwhelming, like this is a lot, I'm switching gears. I remind myself that this is what I do like, and I would hate to not be in that position sitting at a desk doing the same thing. So I try to stay grounded and just remind myself how thankful I am and that this is a childhood dream and I'm getting to live it every single day doing something different. No, I think that's definitely true. And I think that's kind of how we're the same a little bit, because I can't just sit still and do the same thing like over and over and over because I'm like, okay, I might like this, but I do need things to mix it up every now and then. Right. And I think it keeps you at least, you know, for you, I know you're always diving into things. It keeps your life exciting, honestly, because at this point, I feel like we're all at this stage and I know we've talked about it. Once you get past college, you get past your first job. It's really the first time in your life you're on a different page than your peers and everyone is doing something a little different. So I think for me, a lot of the time, in order to remind myself that this is my track, this is my path, to stay occupied, it keeps me from second guessing or from looking at others. And it really allows me to focus on my passions, my goals, and what I want my future to look like, rather than just sitting still. It gives me something to look forward to every single day. Right. And one of the things, too, that you brought up, I thought was pretty interesting. I didn't get to ask Sierra this, but I know we work with a lot of people that are from Ohio, but you're originally not from here. Um, you talked about going to Colorado, now you're here, and then, you you know, you do like Chicago still, obviously, but how important is it, like, when you want to kind of launch your career in something like the field we're in to get out of your home, like your hometown, your home city? Like, how important is it to get out and see places? I think it was the best decision I've ever made, and I will say, just graduated senior, Caroline, was I was very naive. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I spent my summers away going to overnight camp. That's a big thing to do in Chicago. You go up to Wisconsin. So I knew I could be away from family. I'm also from a very close-knit family. So Sunday night dinners, we were always together. And so I did know, of course, I'll miss my family. But my parents always gave me enough distance where they wanted me to be confident and knew I could achieve things without them. But also, I really knew if I ever failed, if I ever fell and needed the help, they would be there. So when I started looking for jobs, to be honest, it was very, very dark because professors tell you, if you want to be on air, you're going to apply to 100 places and you're not going to hear back. So for me, I said, well, you know what, I'm going to take this summer. I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I'm going to hang out with friends. If I know I'm not going to be living in Chicago, a huge market, which I wasn't out of college, I was like, I'm going to take the summer and enjoy it. Two weeks after graduating, I'm already bored. Yeah. So I said, okay, I have a reel. I'm going to submit it. And my brother had lived in Colorado before. And my sister, my parents, and I had always gone to visit. He was in California at that point. But he loved it. And I was like, you know, Colorado is a cool place. I like hiking, biking, rafting. It's very outdoorsy. Yeah. So it was in one of the first 10 places I applied. And I think a lot of it is luck. The news director was sitting at her computer. She got back to me that day. Seven days later, I was there. Wow. That is, geez. I know. I if I didn't take that leap then, yeah. had I stayed close to home, I don't know if I would have done it. So I think it was super important that I did it when I did kind of have, you know, that naive, like, I'll be fine on my own, not really <laughs> thinking like how scary it is to do real life. Yeah. So I think if I hadn't done it then, I don't know now if I would be as courageous as I was at, you know, 22. Yeah, because I'll be real with you. I think even for me moving like an hour away, it's still kind of crazy to me sometimes. So like for you to move across the country like that, like that's that's a that's a crazy leap. But I mean, I, I applaud you for doing that because very few people, you know, would, would take that leap. Well, I think you also you get comfortable because now you have a life here. You have friends here. 
and it's hard to move away. So at this point in my life, I would never turn anything down, you know, a great opportunity, but I feel like I've done it. I've seen it. I, I don't feel like it's a part of me that is left open. It's a chapter that closed. I moved away. I did the thing for a year and a half. I learned what it was like to not have friends and family within a thousand plus miles. And I did it. And I'm good if I don't have to do it again. So that gives me some some confidence in my decision back then. You made me want to give it a shot now. I do think everyone should try it. I tell my friends back Mm. home that have never left back home, which is also fine. If you know you want to be in that city, if you have a great job, great family and friends, I don't blame you. Why would you leave? I think we kind of know in this industry, you're going to have to leave. Yeah. At a certain point, um, even if it is an hour, not everyone's, you know, that lucky or blessed to be in their hometown forever. So I do always tell people it's worth it because you, you think, you know yourself, but you learn so much when you remove yourself from your comfort zone. Really? You really do. And I'll be real with you too. I didn't realize how much movement was involved in this industry until I started kind of talking to you guys. I thought it was just like, okay, you start somewhere, you're going to be there for God knows how many years, however long. But like I talked to Phil and Phil was in Indiana. I talked to you. Um, I talked to like Jess and I'm just like, wow, you guys have like been all around. And it honestly, it's really inspirational to me to, you know, see you guys be able to go out there and, you know, do your thing in other places. I'm like, that's pretty cool. It is cool. And I think when you, and again, I don't know, cause I don't have children and I'm not married, but I think to, to a certain extent, these are the years that you really don't have obligations. Uh, for me, a family is something I would love one day. So I kind of put myself in that mindset too. Like, I don't think I'm going to want to be moving around in the next few years. So it was a really good opportunity. Like I said, I knew I had support of friends and family if I, if I did, you know, hate it and want to come home, but I also knew that I I could do it and I would be just fine. And I was, and it was wonderful. Yeah. So you're doing great. And I, I I am jealous of you on, on one note though, because you know, like I'm a huge sports fan. Um, Ohio has a couple, couple of sports teams that, you know, are pretty, pretty, you know, cool or whatever, but I feel like Chicago just has so many, like they just have so much like sports history. Um, I know a couple of times we've talked, you've mentioned like you went to school with Tony Kukoc, like his kids. Um, you talked about your interview with Lovey Smith. So I'm just kind of like, you, you've done a lot with a lot of cool people. So kind of talk about sports history, like tradition in Chicago. So I grew up in the suburbs, which if there's no traffic, it should take like 30 minutes to get downtown. It's taken two plus hours in traffic. So the train is your best bet from yeah. the suburbs. But I grew up, you know, the 90s Bulls. It was everything. And like you said, yeah, the Ku coaches, they went to our, our public high schools and our public elementary and middle schools. Um, my brother played on like a little league baseball team with one of Tony's children. So it was really cool because as a young kid, you'd see these parents recognizing these athletes and you'd, I mean, when you're six, seven years old, you don't really understand how cool it is. Um, you know, I know I did go to Bulls games in the nineties. Do I remember them? Not entirely. I have the pictures to show I was there. Yeah. But it was just really cool. I mean, we still in my basement have like the bulls on the Wheaties box framed. That is crazy. And um, my dad actually was a vendor in law school for the Cubs and White Sox. Yeah. So we were a pretty big baseball family. We, I mean, we're Cubs fans, but he did both. So we grew up really big on that. The Blackhawks got pretty big when I was in high school. There was always a team, which is really cool about being in Chicago. Um, Anytime you wanted to do something, that was a great option. Senior ditch day in high school, every year our high school goes 
to the Cubs White Sox game. Oh, for that wow. day. So yeah. it was just always a part of like, we're so close to the city. I loved it. I thought it was so cool to always have a team, whether they were good or bad, which is why I like it here so much. Yeah. It was actually funny too, because when I talked to Stacia one time, she was talking about in Phoenix, um, how you have like all the pro sports teams of the college team, how like there's always something going on. There's always a team, at least like one or two that's good. And I kind of felt like when you talked to me about Chicago sports, like it was kind of the same way at least. For sure. And even though there was like ebbs and flows with specific teams, just because there were so many, I mean, mm. the Cubs were terrible for yeah. the majority of my life. But thinking about in high school, I mean, the Blackhawks, they were on fire. They were yeah. wonderful. Um, the Bears could be doing a little better, in my opinion. I'm hopeful for Justin Fields. That's kind of my last hurrah. I feel like, you know, the Bulls to be good would be cool because, like I said, the 90s, I was a kid. Yeah. The Cubs, I was in Colorado, but I was cheering for them, and I was happy. The Blackhawks, I went to the parades when they won, all of that in the city. So I would really like to see the Bears doing doing better this season. That's like the one team I haven't really – had a, a good ride with I would say oh I feel that so if you had to pick who who would be your favorite besides Michael Jordan who would be your favorite Chicago athlete of all time oh it's so hard um Michael Jordan you know oh, yeah. <laughs> but if I had to pick I'm trying to get creative here there you go you might start you might tell me somebody I don't know um, you know, okay, here's a good one. Yeah. From Cubs, Anthony Rizzo. He just got traded yesterday. Yeah. I really, really love him because he does so many good things with the city, children's cancer, um, foundations and research. And that's really cool to me to see an athlete that, you know, goes to events or hosts events for that. I like when athletes don't just play for the city, but really invest in the city. And he's just been a really good role model for kids. You don't really hear about him getting into trouble. So Anthony Rizzo, I'm a big fan of his. He did throw a ball my way at a game one time. My boyfriend caught it, not me. But yeah. so that's cool too. That is definitely cool. Uh, the other cool thing I thought you did too, and you just recently told me your story with Lovey Smith. That was, oh, yes. that was pretty cool too. When you, when you told me about everybody's reaction to kind of how you got to talk to him. I thought yeah. that was honestly really cool. So if you kind of want to talk about that story, I mean, go for it. So growing up, obviously, Lovey Smith, big man in Chicago. Yeah. Big person that everyone loved, respected, I think at least. Again, I was young when he was there. But I was at the University of Illinois. It was my senior year in Champaign-Urbana, Urbana-Champaign. And our teachers were very strict in a good way our broadcast teachers that they wanted every single person to try anchoring to try producing to try weather to try sports so each week you'd get put onto a different beat yeah. and I was on sports and they named a new athletic director and everyone's like oh that's such a good story I can't believe she gets it and if I were the guys I'd probably be a little bummed too even the girls who were more into it because I like sports but I definitely at that point knew I was not going into sports reporting while it'd be cool I determined general assignment and weather were my main focus yeah so I do it at school a few weeks later I get assigned again it's when Lovey Smith is announced as the new head coach of the Fighting Illini so I get to go to the press conference I get to be there he walks out we get to ask questions and I just remember everyone's like are you kidding this chick again this one who's declared she doesn't want to do sports and oh, you yeah. know and I said I'm like luck of the draw yeah. But it was a cool thing to see, especially being from Chicago. And I, I still have like the photos on my phone and he's standing at the podium. 
And it was with, there were Chicago news sources there. I mean, Champagne has its own market, but I just remember being so nervous. Yeah. Like, what am I doing here with all of these people who know so much more than me? But I'm thankful because it did allow me to understand, like, when you get an assignment, sometimes you have 15 minutes to do your research. Sometimes you have 15 days. So it really gave me a good idea and insight into this is what every day is going to be like. You have to just jump in. You have to know what you're talking about. And sometimes you don't get all the prep time in the world. Right. That's still really cool, though, because I'm sure that's something you'll you'll remember forever, especially like what he means and like what he's been to Chicago. I think that's definitely cool because you told me that I was like, that, that's honestly pretty cool. I would have loved to have done that. It was really cool. And it was just it was a good atmosphere. I mean, at that point, Illinois wasn't doing too hot. I know their football team isn't uh, these years later, but it was a really hopeful time and people were very excited about it. So it was cool to be part of that environment at a school where football wasn't that big a deal. I think I went to one Illinois football game in my four years, whereas Ohio state, you live, breathe for the Buckeyes. So it was cool to finally feel like maybe we're getting a little taste of that in Champaign and in Urbana. Absolutely. And if you talk about what all these like sports icons mean to Chicago, what do, what do corn dogs mean to Ohio? Because I know you got to try a corn dog. Uh, and I thought yeah. that was honestly really funny. What so what, what was your take on the corn dog? I think it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, I would eat it again. It's one of those we've talked about this. It's very much a fair food. Would yeah. I probably buy it? No. But right. if I went to another fair, I would have it. But people in Ohio are very, uh, aside from being very passionate about their Buckeyes, they're <laughs> very passionate about corn dogs and the fair. And I think that's cool too. I love it. Uh, sometimes it warrants a little bit of negativity, which right. I think we could do a better job on, you know, absolutely taking that down a notch, but it is nice when the passion is in a positive direction. It's nice to be in a state where people care so deeply. It's a cool thing to see. I will tell you, you have to put the corn dog in the air fryer. That is one that is, and then you have like the mini corn dogs too. There's also one that's in a pickle. Wait, like it's like a coated pickle. They put the, they must have taken out the inside of the pickle and they put the corn dog in the pickle and then with the breading over. They can I know, they're fancy. They can keep that. I'm good. You're not a pickle guy? Not with, not with, not with dogs. Oh, I love pickles. I would try it. I'm, I'm going to try that for you. I'll do, I'll do it for you since you had the okay. corn dog. I'll do that for you. I got we need you. to line up all the types of corn dogs and just try them all. Hey, I'm all about that. We could do a whole episode of that. So, yeah. And uh, morning or evening news? I love the morning show. I love when I get to fill in on it. It's funny because the weekends I'm nights during the week. I'm just day side. Yeah. I, it's crazy. I absolutely love when my alarm goes off at midnight or 1am to come fill in for GDC. I am up, I am ready and I'm excited. I just love the pace of morning news. I love that it could be a little more Mm lighthearted. I like that it's also a little more lifestyle centered. You know, you could have some of those, you know, interesting segments, whereas nightly evening news, there's a lot of breaking news. There's a lot of really important decisions that are made in the community during the day. So that obviously gets pushed to five, six o'clock news. Right. So I really do like the morning show. If I had my way, I think I would want to be on it every day. The morning, it was really fun. We did have a lot of fun in the morning, but when you would fill in, and um, just like me being there all the time, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Well, I think it also helps our morning crew is just amazing. You yeah. can't, 
every time I go in, Jess, Kurt, Katie, Buck, usually I'm filling in for Buck, so we're not usually together, but <laughs> they all four of them, they just have the best energy. They make you feel just so welcomed. When I first came to interview, I actually shadowed um, Buck in the morning, and Katie was one of the first people I met, and she was just, I was like, this girl is so cool. She is yeah. so nice. She is so talented. <laughs> and so I just automatically felt this, like, gravitational pull to like I love this crew yeah and I love our evening crew we are so lucky we do <laughs> have the most wonderful anchors producers PAs I think I've ever worked with so yeah. there's really no bad shift I just personally like the pace of the morning a bit better because like you said it's our lifestyle we like to go 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 yeah and morning is really go 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 from 2am to 10am yeah no I, I definitely think the way that like you said you just kind of like get it all done just like you know how many ever hours in a row it is and then you have the rest of the day to kind of do whatever because I think once you know you get past the waking up like everything after that was pretty easy and it's just nice like you said when you're done with your shift you have the whole day yeah it's so nice to just be able to go to the grocery store and it not be crowded to get a haircut or even just planning lunch with a friend. I mean, you can't always do that when you're on these other shifts. I don't think I've ever been able to really do that. Yeah. Because you don't know what the day is going to bring. Right. Yeah, it's definitely a change of pace. Like since I've come to the nights, I mean, we're, I think I've been there for almost two months now. And it's still like, I'm still trying to adjust to it. So, I mean, you know, it's definitely for you is a big oh, adjustment. Yeah, it definitely is. It's crazy. So the last question I have for you, what would be your words of advice or just anything you pass along to people wanting to get into this field? I have a few. Can I give you a few? Yeah, go for it. As many as you want. The first would be don't compare yourself to others. It is so easy to do this, especially in life, but especially in this industry. And I remember at first that was a big thing for me. I was often silently, but internally like, ooh, they did a better job on this or ooh, this person made a, a bigger market jump or ooh, they made this jump before me. And I was always comparing myself instead of just focusing on my lane. And what that actually does is it completely takes you off your course yeah. and you get in your head too much. And for anyone who goes into this industry, you're gonna have to have thick skin, thick skin, excuse me. You're gonna be hearing it from everyone. You could do the most perfect job in the world. And unfortunately there will always be some negativity. Yeah. So you can't allow yourself to get in a negative headspace. So I think really focus, stay in your lane and do not compare yourself because you're on a different track. I mean. Now I look at some people I've compared myself to and they've completely switched careers. They're not in the industry or I went the weather route. They went producer route, anchor route. And it's like, what did that get me? Yeah, Nothing. right. And the other thing is I would say, know your limits because you, you don't always have to say yes to things and you shouldn't put yourself in harm's way. Those are big things. So know your limits, but also don't put yourself in a box because I think if I went into this saying, I only want to be an anchor, I only want to be a reporter, I probably never would have ever tried traffic, which like I said, has been a really cool thing for me to learn. So I think you should really allow yourself to learn as much as you can. And don't think you need to decide right out of college or right when you start your career, this is my end point. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Let it take you where it does and feel free to try multiple things because no one's holding you responsible to only be one thing. We're so much more, more than that. You should allow yourself to explore. I'll be real with you on both of your points. The comparison thing is funny because there were times where like, I'll look at people who are like 20, 30 years older than me 
And I'm just like, man, like this person is doing X, Y, and Z. And I have to keep in mind that like I'm 24, like they've probably been doing this for as long as I've been alive. Well, I think it's natural, like in any facet of life, even like you grew up playing sports, you compare yourself no matter what. If you had a bad game, you were comparing yourself to the dude who had a good game. And it's just part of life. And I think we should just get out of that because at the end of the day, no one cares what you're doing. Right. They want to focus on themselves. So why are you wasting your time? Right. Focus on yourself. Stay on course. It's going to allow you to go even even past your dreams. If you, you know, set out to do that, I think it's important that you don't compare because it's so easy to, right. But that being said, it's easier said than done. But if you could get yourself off that mindset of, well, they're doing this and he's doing that, it'll benefit you so much. Yeah. Yeah. And your other point too, about, you know, kind of not being tied to one thing. I thought that was interesting too. And I'll be real with you. I looked at you and a couple other people that I work with as like my model for that. Because like when I started the whole blaze thing, people were like, oh, well, you should like just do sports. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, I like sports, but, you know, I do have other interests and things. And so once I kind of started to branch out and I didn't feel tied down to just that. And then even at work, like I've tried to go out and shadow other people. Like I've been out with Clay, like I'm shadowing the directors and stuff now. And just seeing that, like, there's so much out there to try to do. And like, you don't have to just be stuck doing one thing. I've, that's something else I really liked about our field, too. So that's part of what I said about you, that you're such a go-getter and you're always just taking every opportunity and look how much it's paid off. Like you are such a hard worker. You never stop and look how far it's gotten you. Whereas people who maybe put themselves in a box, wouldn't be able or wouldn't be willing to reach out. They're probably still at start and you're halfway through your race. You know, you're constantly moving and that's what you want. I'm trying to, I'm trying to definitely. And to go ahead and wrap this thing up, uh, where, where can people find you on social media? I know you're all over the place. I see your Twitter and stuff is always active. So where can people find I, you? I'm trying to be better. You're good on social. I'm trying to be better <laughs> about it, especially days off. When I'm on, I try to post multiple times a day. But So yeah. I have a professional Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook is Caroline Cohen, Caroline with a K, Cohen with a C. Twitter is Caroline underscore Cohen, which I found out is difficult for people i people don't like the underscore i've heard but that's the one i got years ago and then on instagram it's caroline cohen tv um and those are all open to the public and i love to engage with people who you know have nice things to say and want to engage about the weather yeah save the weird creepy comments for someone else i'm I'm not interested might as well put a picture of your dog (laughs) up Oh, I did put the dog up recently. I just got a puppy. I have put him up on all social media. So now he is on all three of my platforms. There you go. So yeah, he's definitely cute to look at. I was looking at the other day. Her dog is so cute. I think I wish I had her dog. He's getting me a lot of likes. Yeah. Our web team jokes that that's why I got a dog for more social media likes. Because anytime you post a pet, you get so much engagement. Food and animals do really well. It's always food, animals, and a significant other. Because whenever I post with Rachel, that's when I get my most likes. I'm just like, all right, let's do it. People love that. They do. It's really funny. I just like, if I like and follow the person, the odds are I've probably liked all your posts. I just go and I like whatever you post. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a ghost follower, so we appreciate no. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very supportive follower. There you go. There you go. Well, Caroline, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you getting on here. Like I said, um, you're you're inspirational to me too, just seeing another young person do what you do. Um, and I know you'll you'll go great places and stuff one day too. So I'm just 
excited to follow your journey and see where life takes you as well. So. Well, the same back at you. And I love that we are on weekends and you know, what people don't know is we, I mean, we have fun, lighthearted conversations like today, but we also have this great relationship where we talk about serious things, political race issues, diversity issues. So I think it's really cool to have that friendship. And I'm thankful that we have that. And I know just so many bright things are on your horizon and I'm constantly going to be your fan. So I'm excited to look where it takes you. Well, I'm a fan of yours too. So we'll just, we'll just be going back and forth, I guess. I appreciate it. Yes. All right, Caroline. Well, thank you for your time. And guys, this is the Blaze Cast partner with ABC6, uh, Fox 28. And we'll see you guys in the next one.